Hello and welcome to another edition of the Power Sweep podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Antonio Castro once again joined by my esteemed colleague Chris Van Dyne, the SEC, ACC and CUSA conference coordinator here at North Coast Sports. And uh, we got another uh, five games we're going to look at this afternoon Get you in tune for this weekend's college football action. We're going to start things off uh, out east. Going to look at that Stanford at UCF matchup. Then we're going to stay east and look at Pitt at P- at Penn State. Go a little bit to the Plains region and look and uh, look at that Northern Illinois at Nebraska game. And then we're going to go out west. Touch on Texas Tech and Arizona, and then we've got a special two-star play out of Power Sweep for you uh, to look out for and listen for later on in the podcast. But before we get started, Chris, I want to let everybody know about the specials that we have going on. Very, very, very exciting weekend uh, here at North Coast Sports. We have our College Totals Game of the Month going this Saturday, and if you're not on board with our college totals. I really feel bad for you because you could really be increasing your bankroll right about now. Our college total plays this year alone are 5-2. and two. The top college total play is a perfect 2-0 and oh so far this year. Going back to last year, it's on a 9-1 and one against the spread run on that top totals play. If you go back three years, our college totals are just amazing. The top college total right now, the last three years, 24-5. and five. Again, 24 and 5. That's documented by the Sports Monitor 83% over the last three years. So that top college totals play is very, very dynamic, and that's going uh, this Saturday. You don't, you're not going to want to miss that. Um, you can get all of our college side plays, all of our college totals plays, and our NFL star-rated plays for as low as $99. Again, as low as $99 for all of those plays this weekend if you're a 2020 subscriber or higher to the Power Sweep newsletter. If you're a if you're a subscriber this season, still only $125, but you might as well take advantage of that $99 price and sign up for Power Sweep next season. Right now, the email version is just $79. It's on sale, so you're going to take advantage of that, definitely. All right, now, without further ado, let's get it started, Chris. Talk about this uh, first matchup. Stanford going out east. They were banged up last week. No KJ Costello in that blowout loss versus USC in conference play. They get Costello back. He's practicing this week, expected to, to play in Florida. Central Florida, this is a big game for them. They still want to make their mark. They still feel like, you know, disrespected being in that group of five. They want to be taken more seriously. They really put an emphasis on these Power Five games. They took Pitt to the woodshed last year in this kind of situation. Now they got Stanford coming in, and I expect UCF to be all systems go again this weekend. Well, I know that uh, you got to give big props to David Shaw and Stanford for playing this game because uh, it's probably hard for UCF at this point to get a lot of home games against Power 5 teams. I know they had to they try to get to deal with Florida, but UCF won't budge because they, they don't want to have to play in Gainesville uh, two for one. They wanted to split it up home and away. Uh, Stanford playing back-to-back away games. David Shaw nine and five against the spread in the second away game, but one and three the last two years. Uh, with Shaw, uh, without uh, without Costello last week, they actually led USC twenty to ten, but fell apart. Allowed two late TDs in the first half. 
Uh, first downs were actually even in the game, but missing Costello was probably the difference, and the pass defense allowed 377 yards to a true freshman, which is kind of scary. Uh, UCF is beating on two lesser teams. I'm not a big fan of FAU this year, so really can't pound, pound my chest for that 34-point win. But uh, they are stepping up in competition. It hasn't seemed to affect the Knights, but this is probably their toughest test against a Power 5 team they've played the last couple years. Uh, they unfortunately had two of their Power 5 games against the uh, uh, ACC canceled the last two years because of weather. Uh, Central Florida rushing for 325 yards per game, 6.3 yards per carry, throwing for 309, so the offense is dynamic as usual. Uh, Last week they had 262 yards on just eight completions. Amazing. Uh, Quarterbacks were only 53%. Stanford's pass D is better than it's looked so far. They're only number 78 in our pass D ratings, but they were number 46 last year, brought back two starters. We're actually expecting improvement, so you might see a better performance knowing the opponents out there and uh, having more expectations and more knowledge of what you're going up against last week with the true freshman. Really didn't know what they were going to face. Stanford getting nearly double digits. I like David Shaw as a dog. He's 13-5-1 as a dog. I'm a little worried the heat's going to affect them late, but I think that Stanford will be in this game till the end. David Shaw's a really good coach, and you got to go with him as a dog. Yeah, I agree. And keep a lookout on that UCF quarterback front because obviously they have Brandon Wimbush, the Notre Dame transfer quarterback. He was held out last week with injury. No problem for UCF. They brought in this. They have a, a very gifted freshman named Dylan Gabriel, and he was able to come in. Uh, still, still fine tuning that pass game, but again against a bunch of Power Five athletes. Interested to see how he's going to look. I agree, Chris. I think you. I think uh, Stanford. I think UCF will get the win. UCF's going to keep this game. Uh, should be able to keep this game pretty close, though. I can never discount a David Shaw uh, team as an underdog to a group of five team at that. All right, let's move along uh, to our next game. We got uh, Battle of PA here, Pitt at Penn State. Uh, you know, <laughs> I like these rivalry games, Chris. We've always touched on these on these games and, and uh, games that – might go away in the future that we think, oh, man, I wish they would just keep playing these games year in and year out. But And this is one of those um, rivalry games that I want to see played every single year. And you're a PA guy, and I know you want to see this. This is the 100th meeting of this rivalry, this in-state rivalry. And, uh, you know, this is a, a situation that I like. I like uh, Pitt head coach Narduzzi. You know, when he does pull upsets, he has 10 outright upsets in his tenure there at Pitt. Out of those 10 upsets, six have, have come on the road. I don't expect Pitt to pull off the outright upset, but I do expect them to give the Nittany Lions a game. Well, I know there's a lot of animosity between these two programs right now. I saw Pat Narduzzi said yesterday about the uh, the possibility of them playing again after this year because the contract's up. Uh, Pitt, uh, Narduzzi said that they sent a uh, contract over to Penn State to extend another two years, and it's still collecting dust right now. So it doesn't look like this game's going to be played after this year. It's actually the 100th meeting, so hopefully they continue this. If, if, if you're not going to give Pitt fans the backyard brawl, at least give them this game. Um, last year was a closer game than the score indicated. It was only 13-6 to at halftime. Yards weren't uh, – I think Pitt uh, was outgained by about 50 yards, a little less than that. So Pitt was in that game. They had some things go against them in the second half. Weather got real bad. Uh, Panthers beat Ohio by 10. Uh, dominated the box score more than the final score indicated. 
Nate Rourke wasn't healthy, but they did hold the Bobcats to 35 rushing yards, which is an accomplishment. I know Ohio's only a MAC team, but that's a very good MAC team. Uh, the new offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, trying to bring Pat Pitt's pass game up to speed. And it finally showed last week. Pickett was impressive, threw for a career-high 321 yards. He'll need to do something similar against Penn State to stay in this game, maybe not for 300 yards, but he needs to move the ball downfield. He's got some talented receivers in Maurice French and Taser Mack. Uh, Penn State had a slow start last week uh, versus Buffalo. They ended up... Dominating the second half, had the late front door covered. Sorry about the bad beat for anyone who took Buffalo in that game. Uh, Pitt's defensive lines have been a big surprise. Uh, Six sacks last week despite missing two starters. I do think that that's going to show a little more against Penn State. Uh, They're going to need to be able to stop the run and missing two guys on that defensive line that are key guys. Like uh, especially like Rashad Weaver, who's also their top sack guy from last year, could hurt them. But like you said about Pitt, Narduzzi's great as an underdog. They take this game very seriously. He's thirteen and six as an away dog. I'll take Pitt with the points. I do think Penn State will win this game by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, and you know, I, I look at this and I look at Pitt's defense so far this year, allowing just two hundred sixty-one yards per game. This is a Penn State offense last week that struggled. I mean, yeah, they put up some points against Buffalo, but finished with only three hundred fifty-seven total yards and fourteen first downs. So they're still working out the kinks for that new offense, new quarterback there in Penn State. Yeah, I agree, Chris. So I'll take Penn, I'll take Pitt uh, plus the points in that one. All right, let's go out to the Plains region uh, to Lawrence, Nebraska, Northern Illinois going non-conference, going against uh, Nebraska. And again, uh, this is one of them games that we gave out last week, Chris, and, uh, you know, got to feel bad for those Nebraska backers. And we couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when I was watching. I mean, I'm watching a Nebraska team just throttle Colorado last week for uh, over two quarters, well into late into the third quarter. They're up 17 and nothing and just doing anything that they wanted to do in this game. And then all of a sudden they let up a, a you know, some big plays and we got a ball game. And then what do you know? They end up losing the ball game. And it's just a game that's very frustrating uh, for those Husker backers, ourselves included, because we thought Nebraska had this one in the bag. Now we're looking at an, at an angry Nebraska team coming back home, getting to face a group of five team. And I just think uh, all the troubles, all the all the uh, inconsistencies that we've seen out of Nebraska so far in the first two weeks of the season, I think they're going to take it out this week, Chris. I do not think this is going to be a close one. I agree. Uh, Northern Illinois is in a tough spot, playing their second game of back-to-back road games, which is the first time in that, in that situation for head coach Thomas Hammock uh, and, and getting a hungry Nebraska team off a loss. They have the buy on deck. Uh, as far as uh, the, the matchup goes, uh, Northern Illinois struggled to run the ball, which is unfortunate because they do have a 1,000-yard rusher in Trey Harbison. Uh, they're only running for 79 yards per game, 2.6 yards per carry. Now they're meeting up with a, a Nebraska defense that's trying to get back to that old black shirt D status, 86 rushing yards per game allowed, only 2.1 yards per carry. And I don't think if Northern Illinois can run – if they can't run the ball, they're going to have a really tough time in this game. Uh, Huskies are number 12 in experience, so they do have some experience in their side, but Nebraska has all the talent edges. And uh, Muhammad Berry leads the team with 18 tackles. Look for this defense to shut the running game down and for Nebraska to cruise to a nice three-touchdown win around there. Yeah, and you know what? Nebraska's really got to get things going. They've got their Big Ten opener on deck with Illinois, and I think they need to really start getting it together 
especially with conference play coming up. So I think they're going to they're gonna be taking this game seriously. Oftentimes you see the uh, Power 5 teams, when they have their conference game on deck, they might kind of, you know, kind of just lackadaisical go through the game. But, you know, coming off that loss, the way it was, the way their, their team has played so far this season with all the expectations that were brought onto this team prior to the season, I think you're going to get an A-plus game out of the Huskers uh, this weekend. But, you know, what I've thought about it, I thought they've had brought the – I would I th- I've thought they would have brought their A plus game all season long, Chris, and I've been wrong on that so far. So uh, just buyer beware on that. But I still do like Nebraska laying the points uh, in that game. All right, let's go out west. Big uh, non non conference Power Five matchup: Texas Tech at Arizona. Uh, expect a lot of points to be scored in this one. Texas Tech has looked great so far uh, against limited opposition. Meanwhile, Arizona uh, had that tough opener, came back, got a big win over an FCS foe. Uh, but you know what? I think uh, this is going to be – this is right there. I mean, it could be a field goal game. could be whoever has the ball last kind of game. Uh, this is going to be a tough one to – to to pick uh, uh, from Chris, I this is wow. I was going back and forth with this one. Well, you know, we talked about this game earlier in the week. I, I have a definitive opinion on this game. Uh, Arizona was off by last week. They showed significant improvement on offense from their loss versus Hawaii. Put up 720 yards, 431 rush. Khalil Tate's a difference maker for. Uh, uh, 64% passing this year, but the more important thing is 103 rush yards, 6.9 yards per carry. He only averaged three yards a carry last year while he was dealing with a lot of injuries, got banged up early in the season, was never right, and he's a guy that needs to be able to use his legs. Texas Tech's feasting on bad teams right now. Two easy wins, but it's hard to gauge who they are, and they're making a big step up in competition, playing on the road. Alan Bone is very talented completing 70% through two games, completed 69% last year, so it's not like that's a fluke. And even with a new coaching staff, you know Texas Tech's offense is going to push the ball. But Arizona was 3-1 and one as a home dog last year, pulled two outright upsets. I like Kevin, Kevin Sumlin. I know some people are a little on the fence about him, especially from his days at A&M, but I think he's good in the dog role. Look for a ton of points, total sitting around 77 I like Arizona to pull the upset. I've thought that all week, and I know we're going to probably have to look at this game when we talk about our totals game of the month because there's going to be a lot of points in this one. The over is definitely a possibility. Yeah, I said it last week. Alan Bowman, the best quarterback you've never heard of for Texas Tech, and uh, he came through in a big way because we we liked Texas Tech minus the points last week over UTEP, and they did cover. It was close. Uh, they got, but they got it. Uh, they got that cover there in that game. And yeah, you know what? You got to take the dog. I like Arizona in that dog role as well, Chris. So I agree uh, wholeheartedly with you there. All right, now let's move along to our special two star play. Sorry, we couldn't give you that winner last week. We went with Rutgers. Uh, they had their. Oh, were they eight, seven, eight games in a row? The ATS streak uh, broken last week in that uh, shutout loss where their quarterback got injured and was concussed. So uh, quarterback injuries happened. Not saying anything would have been different had he not been injured because Rutgers wasn't moving the ball anyway, but that certainly doesn't help. But uh, for our two-star selection out of the Power Sweep newsletter um, this week, and those, those, you know, those two stars are, are very, very, very well received uh, in the newsletter and uh, we went with we went with the non-conference matchup. We went with the uh, Power Five versus the Group of Five, Arkansas against Colorado State uh, this week. We really 
I like the job that Chad Morris is doing. I mean, it's going a little bit slower than usual than than the Arkansas backers would like it to go. But I think Chad Morris is a good coach. He did a good job at SMU. You see what they're doing now under Sonny Dykes, and Chad Morris was the one who kind of jump started that whole revival there in Dallas. Now he's going over to Arkansas. I had to change systems completely over there from Bielema's system to his system. And uh, I think Arkansas has a chance to really, really let this uh, offense and defense shine this weekend against Colorado State. Well, Arkansas fans are definitely getting getting a little antsy. You know, they didn't look good in the week in week one against Portland State, and uh, week two they went to Ole Miss, and that was a tough matchup for them. They actually played a little better than it probably looks like uh, statistically. Uh, Colorado State won this game last year after trailing twenty seven to nine. It was a real sore spot on a poor season for Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, probably the elevation got to them in the fourth quarter because uh, going into that fourth quarter, Arkansas had a 437 to 239-yard edge, so almost a 200-yard edge going into the fourth quarter, and Colorado State ended up winning that game 34-27. to The Rams have looked pretty decent so far, especially offensively. Colin Hill's looking good, 71% uh, completion percentage, 7-to-2 ratio. Arkansas does have 12 starters back, and they added two grad transfer quarterbacks. And I think that's where the big difference is for me right now because going in uh, about halfway through that game last week, uh, quarterback uh, Ben Hicks from the transfer from SMU who had played under Chad Morris at SMU was named the starter because he knows the offense better and Chad Morris trusted him a lot more, except for he wasn't getting it done, only completed 40% of his passes. So in comes Nick Starkle, the transfer from Texas A&M, and he starts moving the ball down the field, completed 72%, uh, threw a touchdown pass, also had a touchdown called back, that uh, was because of a misalignment that, uh, you know, he's got to recognize, but that's something they'll fix in practice. So uh, I think there's a big quarterback difference when you put Starkle in the game. And this is a kid that, going back to his days at A&M, that actually beat Kellen Mond out for the starting job his, his freshman year and uh, got hurt in the opener after he was playing well against UCLA, came back later in the season when Mon got hurt, threw for over 400 yards twice. So while he hasn't started a game at Arkansas, he's got some experience and has had some success at the college level. Uh, Hogs might have found something last week in, in that game. They also have a talented running back, Rakeem Boyd. He should find a lot more room to run against a Colorado State defense that allowed 243 rushing yards against Colorado, 6.1 yards per carry. Arkansas needs to get that run game going, and that'll open things up for Nick Starkle. I think that Arkansas really kind of takes the opportunity to put some points on the board and show the fans that there is some improvement going on and give them something to cheer about. And not only that, and to get that revenge from that heartbreaking uh, loss last season. So we're going with the two-star special. Arkansas lay the points over Colorado State. We expect them to win by over two touchdowns in that one. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Again, I want to remind you, our our totals game of the month going on Saturday. That top college total play so far, 2-0 and this year, 9-1 and run dating back to last season, and 24-5, and 83% the last three years that top college total play uh, is. And uh, just a tremendous weekend we're, we're, we've got in store. And again, you can get all of our star-rated plays this weekend. 
our sides, our totals, plus our NFL plays on Sunday for as low as $99 if you're a 2020 Power Sweep subscriber. And it's just $125 if you've signed up for Power Sweep this season and haven't and haven't signed up for next season yet. But again, want to let you know, uh, it's discounted right now. I think I might have said $79. It's actually $69 you can sign up for next season's Power Sweep for. So uh, take advantage of the specials that we have going on here at North Coast Sports. Take advantage of our, uh, of our top college totals play going this weekend. Again, very excited about that love the slate love the games to choose from and want to want to let you be a part of this special weekend that we have going on here at north coast sports so again thanks for tuning in everybody and listening to this week's edition of the power sweep podcast presented by north coast sports for chris van dyne i'm antonio castro and we'll talk to you again next week